Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Deranged Penguin Podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, you might notice that it's just it's just me, and it's just Gina. Hello, just Gina. Hello. So yeah, they wouldn't uh, have noticed yet. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Maybe they're just like, man, I just don't, I don't feel the presence. Maybe. Of Dell on the show, maybe. Uh, yeah. So you know, Dell, Dell, just a little under the weather. Weather, ugh, a little under the weather uh, this evening. Actually, last evening too. But all reports are that he's all right. He's just not feeling so great. So no Dell on this one, which is fine. Because uh, I think we were going to dominate the discussion any kind of way. Because we were going to talk about Snowmageddon. Yes. Snowpocalypse. Winter storm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have it. So, uh, if you hadn't heard, there was a ridiculous winter storm. I think it was called Yuri. Yeah. U R I. Yes. Um. Yeah. Came through Texas, snowed us all out. Um. You know. Froze us all out. Yeah. I mean, people died. Uh, politicians were harassed. There are, like, inquiries going on right now in San Antonio, uh, like SAWS, the San Antonio Water People System. People are demanding heads to roll. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you know, like, if you were sitting in a cold house uh, with no running water, uh, I'm sure you were thinking of uh, all the people that you wanted to pay for putting you in that situation, you know? Eh. <laughs> Sounds like you're not cold enough. If you're Maybe. a little more colder than you would have been like, you know what, I'm going to kill somebody. So, um, I've just felt very understanding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, they did try their best. You know, it's hard out there to predict the weather, gosh darn. I don't know their job. <laughs> yeah, th- there's a little bit of that. And I think uh, in the last week, um, so we didn't podcast last week. We intended to. We didn't because we lost power uh, and we didn't have water. For uh, a couple days, uh, we were, you know, we were, we had to leave home, stay with some family, properly social distance, and all that other good stuff. Uh, but you know, don't cry for us; we're fine. Uh, other people, uh, as of like Tuesday of this week, still were without. And um, other people that I know, uh, maybe a listener or two, had. Like burst water pipes, right? So if you were completely out of the loop and you're like, I don't know exactly what happened. I read a lot of different things. I mean, this is not really the show that's going to put it all in a nice bundle for you. But we're just going to give you a little slice of it all. The show is about us, guys. Yeah. Um, So uh, was it Sunday? Sunday the, was it the 13th? We we at least need to reference a calendar. So we're just (laughs) not doing that thing. Well, I was going to say it was the 13th, right? Sunday the 13th. Sunday was Valentine's Day. Sunday the 14th. <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> Day. Uh, at about 1 a.m. Well, so I guess that was Monday. Monday at 1 a.m., right? But basically that Sunday night. night. Yeah. I mean, you know, I who knows when you start counting the hours. Sunday night, the temperature started dropping. Yeah, that's when the, the big storm came in and everybody was like, all right, make sure that you do the thing where you um, winterize your pipes, whatever that means. Uh, I think if you were like us, you had to kind of give them a snuggie. Yeah, figure out what that means. Uh, you're like, all right, what do I? How do I wrap my pipes or protect the pipes or 
How much is a, Which a good drip? pipes? Yeah. There, there's a lot of information out there. We winterized our pipes, the external facing ones, like the, the bombas out there. We did it. We're done. We felt fine about it. The only thing that we were, were we concerned about anything going in there? Maybe the water pipes would burst. Yeah, that, I think that was the only concern we had was we yeah. knew it was going to get really cold, like unusually cold for here, and that we should protect those. That was about it. I did hear the warnings, and I didn't really understand them, where they said, hey, make sure that you don't turn your heat super high, because, you know, like, we're going to enter a power crunch. Which we don't tend to do anyway, because it gets, like, suffocating. Yeah, I was thinking about that as I went, because, you know, of course, now it's, like, a nice day. Like, in the house, it's kind of stuffy in here, so we open the windows, nice breeze, cross breeze coming through. Uh you know, I stepped outside, I was walking the dogs, and I was like, wow, it feels better outside than it does, like, immediately inside. And then I remembered back this last summer when we, our AC went out for, like, two days, uh, and it was, like, super stuffy inside. I remember thinking, well, at least we know that come wintertime, we're going to be warm, because this house just stays hot all the time. Yeah. Uh, Well, turns out that was put to the test. So... About 1 a.m. our power went out. Um, I mean, I I didn't notice this. I was sleeping like a baby, but you noticed it? Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, For those of y'all who don't know, I'm like seven months pregnant. So I wake up in the middle of the night every night because I can't hold my pee until I wake up in the morning. And I noticed it was pretty chilly in the house, but I was just like, well... We went to sleep watching the snowfall. I guess it got a little cooler in here than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I threw, you know, our extra comforter on top of the bed. We we would normally sleep with that in the winter months anyway, um, but it had been kind of warm, so just had kicked it to the side. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, we can use that right about now. And I went and checked on the kids, um, threw their blankets back on top of them because, you know, they tend to kick them off when they're sleeping. We have one weird kid who does not like blankets. And then, yeah, and then I got back in bed and I was kind of like, it's very quiet in the house. Like, is the power out? It just seemed very still. And then I just kind of didn't give it another thought. Like, uh, we'll figure it out in the morning. And usually, you know, if the power goes out, it kicks right back on. So I figured we're good. Let's just sleep and see what happens. Yeah, we woke up the next morning, like actual wake up time. And I think you relayed all that information to me like uh, the power's out. It's been out. Um, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just call in or let everybody know at work that I'm not going to be able to be on and productive right now. I had already planned to like call in if it was going to snow. I was like, I gave why? Because I wanted to play in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had said that. I was like, hey, look, boss, uh, if it's snowing on Monday, I'm probably going to call in because we're going to play in the snow. snow. Yeah, we're going to go play in the snow. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, cool. No, no big deal. So anyway, come Monday, it's uh, no power. We get everybody bundled up, we think, and we go outside in the snow for like 10 minutes. And our littlest kid was like, was looking like she was shocked by it. Um, so we're all right, let's get back inside, warm everybody up. And, uh, you know, it was kind of that fun power out, at least for us, you know, and like, Hey, well, how are we going to make breakfast? Maybe we make it on the grill. So like we boiled water on the grill to make coffee. I made some eggs on the grill. You know, it was, it was not a big deal. 
Um, two things about this, right? I want to acknowledge both of them. Uh, I, I think I saw somebody tweet this, and it kind of annoyed me a little bit, although I agreed with them. I agreed with them, and it annoyed me. Um, they were like, I look out, and I see all this snow, and I know some people are going to say, wow, this is wonderful, but no, it isn't. People are dying, and I just cannot help but feel awful for everybody. Um, there was a lot of that. Yeah, and that was day there was one. A, there that was, was day one. Yeah, all week I feel like there was a lot of people trying to out-empathize. Yeah. And while, yes, we should care about people who are suffering and what can we do to help them, um, but I don't know. Some of that seems a little performative, like just doing it because they know people are, are listening and, you know, putting that out there. You know, rather than doing something, it's you don't what are you what are you saying it for? Yeah, and and like at the moment, if you're not doing anything else, like you're just feeling for those people. Then I mean, it, people have had this conversation, uh, you know, about lots of things. Um, getting online and tweeting about it, you're not helping anybody. Donate some money to the food bank. Donate some money to relief efforts. Uh, get out and go, you know hand out water go deliver water go bring water to somebody yeah they can't burn your things. tweets yeah don't yeah in their fireplace hey look uh kids we uh everything's gonna be all right this guy says he feels for us and so it's all right um but at the same time i think yeah you know we talk about this uh um just about like the world and whatever like the world it sucks right people are dying every day people are being mistreated there is injustice in the world and yet, sometimes you get a nice sunny day, and it's great to drink some lemonade and enjoy it. You have to be able to do both, or else, you know, like, you're not living a complete life, I think, in my brain, uh, is how I see it. And, yeah, like, I think you have to care about the people that are suffering, care about the people that, like, you know, like, your family, you know, it's fine if you start out with your family. Um, and then everybody else in the city in Texas, um, you know, that, that is struggling, but they're always, they are always vulnerable. And I think now is not the time just to only think about them. Like, well, it's getting cold. I guess I'll think about the homeless now. Uh, no, why, what are you doing for those people, um, all year, right? Are you donating a little bit? Are you, are you trying to elect the right kind of politicians? Are you working for some policies that are actually going to help them? Or do you just tweet about it when it gets cold? Um, you know, whatever. So there's all that. Anyway, we enjoyed the snow a little bit and also, uh, you know, supported the causes uh, that were helping people uh, actually in need. They're going to do some direct action. Um, anyway, that annoyed me. That day, it was like, again, it was day one. Um, nobody's, no, nobody in San Antonio had gone longer than like four hours without power at that point. I think it was like at 10 a.m. or something <laughs> like that. Um, did you, did you enjoy the snow? I guess to, <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed a little bit of snow. Yeah, I did. I mean, it, the week was, if nothing else, it was an adventure and it's always fun to see snow especially when you live in a place where you see it maybe every five to 10 years at the most. And it's usually not enough to, you know, walk around and play in, build a snowman with or do anything with. Um, so that part was fun. Like it's just a change of pace. Um, 
shook up the whole routine really shook up the whole week but um uh yeah I and I think enjoying it is part of what helps you get through the uncomfortable parts of it um you know being without power and being without water you gotta kind of be you know good hum good humored when you can because the more you wallow the more <laughs> insufferable it is yeah take me now god yeah take me now no running water? Why are we here? <laughs> um, yeah, so like uh, we're facing the prospect of staying another night here. Where it was it was warmish, but we had to take the dog out. See, the dog is he's trying to kill us. I think that's what the what we're learning here. Because we have to take him out because he has to dupe, and uh, you know that lets a little little of the warm air out, a little bit of the cold air in. Uh, so we, you know, like I said, we, we stay with family. Uh, also our cell phones yeah, were not phones. charging. And so, you know, it started to get to the point where we're like, mm, how are we going to recharge things? How are we going to stay in touch with people if the power is just not coming back on? Yeah. And the cell reception there you go, yeah. was bad. Yeah, we, we could foresee it getting like terrible. Like one... I ran out of charcoal, so I wasn't adequately prepared <laughs> to to grill the rest of the week. Um, so we're you know like I said, like we'll stay over there, and if the power or something goes out over there, that's fine. We'll at least get a, a little charge in or whatever. I fully expected the power to be on by midday, and it wasn't. So then we're like, okay, we need to make a plan. Um, you know, like I said, I think it took a lot of people by surprise that the power was out for so long for so many people. And then after that, the water, like uh, looking at it all and how they're all interconnected and seeing what happened, like who made a mistake or whatever like that or where the mistakes were made. It makes sense, right? Uh, I think the saws people were like, we didn't mean for this critical pump to go out, but it lost power. Um, CPS, the public service in San Antonio, turned it off. Uh we had told them this is not one that we wanted them to turn off, but they turned it off anyway. Miscommunication, this, that, the other, it went off, and that caused a, like a cascading effect, right? Just the way the system is. I'm not, I didn't design the thing, but it's a critical pump that pumps everything else, uh, like that's uphill and stuff like that. So when that lost pressure, everything else lost pressure, and you know, cascading effect. So everybody was gathering snow, fortunate. And uh, filling their tubs, using snow to flush their toilets. Mm-hmm. You know, adventures all around. Some people were like, yeah, I'm fine. I think I had some family that was like, yeah, I'm just watching TV. Uh, I'm warm. I have all the... <laughs> Everything's working. All the electricity. My water's shooting out. Fine. Everything's good. And other people were like, yeah, I haven't had it all week. Uh, people I know that are out in the uh, extreme suburbs of San Antonio. Uh, it was... It wasn't as tough. Adding to that fact is that like the pipes were bursting, they either froze or, or something weird happened, and so when water was restored, the pipes you know burst. People were like, out in the streets during a pandemic. It's crazy. Yeah. So, that was us. How are y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Looking at it today, like you said, it's it was a nice day today. I think we reached 70 degrees. I was outside in a tank top today. Mm -hmm. And one week ago today, last Wednesday, I think it was 
15, 20 degrees. Mm -hmm. We were out scavenging for supplies. <laughs> we went to multiple grocery stores and stood in long socially distanced lines trying to find drinkable water and other things that we were running out of, things that didn't need to be, you know, whatever, didn't need water to be cooked or whatever. And, uh, and going to fetch water because we, we were fortunate in that, you know, our own home only lost one of the resources and then we were able to stay somewhere else where they lost the other resource. <laughs> so we weren't suffering without both, but we had to go scavenge for water. Yeah, make a water run. Just a, just a week ago. Yeah, it was, it's kind of funny. We're like, because, you know, like, it's easy to just go hither and thither. It's only like 30 minutes away from where we live. But... You know, that's 30 minutes in ice and snow. Roads are impassable. People are crashing here and there. Um, so we were like, should we risk it? We're going to be without water for a while. Like, where do we get it? You know what I mean? Just making all those decisions. I think I was thinking about this because uh, I was reading an article about um, some dude that, like, studied radiators or something like that, right? And they're talking about how radiators are having a moment again, Um uh, and maybe we'll get into this later. It's kind of weird. Radiators making a comeback. Yeah, hey, what's up, radiators? The new hot, the old new hot. Is that the new GameStop? Is that where you you telling <laughs> me that's where I should put my money? Yeah, put your money in radiators. All right, and it's all going there. Preferably the 1910 variety. Uh, we'll we'll get to it in a little bit because I read an article. I want to talk about it about like ventilation coming back. Anyway, my point is that thrilling. Whatever you like, whatever you're into, it's gonna have a moment in the sun. Right? It's gonna be a thing. Uh, you know, for a little bit, you'll get a little bit of shine and then it'll go away. Uh, like the radiator guy, he was saying, yeah, I've been studying this for like 30 years and all of a sudden now there's a renewed interest in all this other stuff. Like people care about what, you know, I cared about. Nobody cared for a while. He was a weird guy trying to talk about radiators. It happens. Sometimes you're just the weird guy. Uh, and I was thinking about all those preppers, right? Um, this last 2020, 2021, especially in San Antonio, those preppers are, uh, they're getting to say I told you so. Uh, yeah, it's funny that that sounds derogatory when you say those preppers. They're <laughs> they're like th what those the people who prepare. <laughs> yeah, us. Well, I mean, the, the thing, <laughs> yeah. those prepared people. <laughs> there's so there is that, but then there's like the prepared to the extreme. That's really what it is, right? It's like they don't talk about anything else. People who steal preparing. all the toilet paper. Yeah, like they're like, yeah, I have. Seven months worth of toilet paper, two years worth of water, you know, like, you know, eight months worth of food down here. And, you know, I get my bonus. I don't go on vacation. I actually just buy more food, that, yeah. you know, more beef jerky. And, you know, like I said, right now, that's great, you know, because they're like, hey, 2020, you never have to see me. I'm going to seal myself up in my bunker, uh, you know, very blast from the past. Underrated movie. I think that movie's funny. And, it uh, is. And, you know. Now is their time to shine. Uh, I lean the other way. Like, you know, you, you can have, uh, we were talking about this. We probably should store some water, but do we need two years worth of water? Are we going to build a water tower in the backyard? Like, it, that's not really feasible. Yeah. We you got to find balance, money. people. Yeah. Now we're talking about the people who are the opposite of the minimalists. <laughs> I have everything and redundancies built in. Yeah. And it reminds me, I think I saw an episode of like Hoarders where someone was like this, where they saved all kinds of food and it, they intended it to be for, you know, emergencies and for yeah. people in need. 
But when they were going through it, they're like, you're, you're holding on to this stuff so long, it's not even edible anymore. Yeah. So what are you doing? Yeah. It, I think that, you know, we do live in a society that the whole point of like government kind of things, and I know there were some failures here, but the whole point of it is that they can get like they can deliver these goods and services more efficiently than any one person not named uh Jeff Bezos could do. You know what I mean? Uh like the city they spend, you know, I don't even know what their budget is for like water maintenance or whatever, but it's like hundreds of millions. You know, they can get they hire people, the best of the best to figure out how to do it. They think they shoot water into your home. They make sure that it's clean, that it's uh uh you know, healthy. Um and reliable, right? Shoot right into your home. You can just install another one, your bathroom taps. It used to be you have to go dig a well and pump it yourself and, you know, take care of all that stuff. It sucked. All you got to do is just find somebody like 90, 100 years old and ask them, like, did you ever have to get water from a well? They're like, they're going to tell you, yeah, it sucked. It was not fun. Uh, it wasn't exciting about it. They they go use the tap. They're not just saying, no, no. No, no, thank you, city public service or SAWS. I'm going to dig a hole in the ground and that's where I'm going to be pooping. You know, that's not what anybody wants to do. Um, it's the better way. And so, yeah, I, I think you probably should. Yeah. Everybody was texting me like, yeah, I'm going to get into prepping now. or I'm probably going to do this or just everybody's reassessing what their, their, uh, their yeah. plan is this week. Yeah. You can have an emergency next like, month. We'll have new goals. Yeah. What, what do you need? I, we were talking about it. Like probably like a 50, gallon jug of water i think that's reasonable and then you know we have all the like uh, a drum like a container yeah, yeah. kind of thing yeah not, not, not like a giant size milk carton <laughs> just how do i get the top <laughs> off uh yeah like that and i think it says feeds one per, uh, like 55 gallons one person uh will consume that in 55 days that's a little extreme i don't plan to be in a situation where I need two months worth of water to survive on. Like, if that's the situation, lots of other things have gone bad, you know? Um, and, uh, you know. But having experienced two, two and a half days without water, without running water. Yeah. Um, and learning from that how much water it takes <laughs> to flush a toilet. Yeah. I can see, I can see the the logic the benefit of having some some reserves of water at least yeah. for that kind of situation but you know that this is the other part i was getting to like well what this is where you make an investment in like low flow toilets and something like that right yeah outhouses <laughs> also coming back yeah i mean someone was saying put a bag in there right you know take the dog's poop, e. the dog's poop Scoop your poop. And now I feel bad for the <laughs> the sanitary waste collector. Hey, what the hell? He's getting man? all these surprises. <laughs> what is in these bags? Oh, no. They're bursting. Uh, so maybe can you explain for people listening who mm. are not here or were not paying attention or didn't care, whatever, um, what, what did go wrong with our resources? Because... I can tell you as someone who experienced it last week, I was more focused on the micro, like paying attention to the local news and like when's it coming back more so than what went wrong. So the, the main thing, right, was the um, 
was the electricity. And then it's been in the news, right? Ted Cruz had to take a vacation. And everybody's like, what are you doing, man? Um, people were freezing because their power went out. And Texas has uh, an unusual setup. So Fox News says it's the windmills, right? <laughs> it was not the windmills. The windmills did <laughs> freeze, but the windmills only provide like 5%, 10% of the total take. Um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, Republicans getting on TV uh, and saying, yeah, I mean, this is what's going to happen if the Green New Deal comes into play, which is, I mean, it was terrible. Uh, it just, how, can it be a new low? Um, they're literally saying, hey, I know we've controlled Texas politics and policy for 20 plus years, um, maybe 30 years in some cases. Uh, but this the the reason it failed was, you know, Basically because uh, the New York representative, uh, you know, is suggesting that we, we get more windmills and solar energy. Isn't that crazy? So that's that's some bullshit. And the, the thing is that the deregulation of the uh, of the like the, the power companies meant that everybody has to compete for, you know, basically your your dollar. And when they're competing, they are not doing the things that they should be doing, like investing long term um, in like backup systems, redundant power systems and winterizing and basically investing in maintenance of their system. Mm -hmm. And apparently this was a finding in 1989 and this is a finding in 2011 and it's another finding now. So we'll probably have another freeze in like five to ten years and then they'll say, well, did they ever do the things that they said? Probably not. Yeah. Um, like deregulation in and of itself is like, it, they're basically saying, look, government's in here. It's costing you too much money. Um, you know, cause we have to, you know, like basically winterize or invest in what, uh, this, that, and the other, we could be not doing those and pass the savings on to you, which is the truth, right? I think the, uh, very well put, like, I don't know, it's like a Facebook post by, uh, a guy that works for Encore Energy and designs like the new power systems, like how they're gonna lay it out for new new builds and new neighborhoods. He was saying that I mean, really, honestly, yeah, it's it's the pol- politicians' fault, it's the the corporations' fault, the power companies, and it's also our fault, right? Texas has the lowest wrong. <laughs> Texas has the lowest uh, uh, electricity rates in the nation, and we're proud of that, and we don't like paying a lot more. And if you ever seen somebody complain about their electricity bill, uh, you know, they want it that way. When we we had a guy trying to sell the solar, and and the main selling point was like, look how high your energy bill is, and the prices are just gonna go up. You know, um, basically, did solar panels save people last week? They did uh, some anecdotal evidence that some people were like, well, that guy we were, laughing at us now that we were producing energy. Um, I think. Cool. That, to me, that's just another backup system. But if you get like your like, the guy that quoted us was like thirty five thousand, thirty eight thousand dollars. Right? Yeah, something like that. It's not like you're not paying for it, right? You know? Yeah, you're paying for. You got to pay for everything. Yeah, and and that's that's the deal. Is like to me, I'd rather instead of spending what I you know would break it down to uh you know extra money to fit my house only, right? Like that's great for me, maybe. Um, and that's assuming our system doesn't fail and then the gray skies gave us power and whatever, right? But 
again, going back to efficiency, I'd rather them raise my rates accordingly and use that money to adequately prepare for the next disaster, right? Yeah. Do that because then it it doesn't just save me. It saves the grandma down the street that has oxygen and, you know, is like 90 years old and a lot of these other people that are going to need it. And that's the part of living in a society that we're talking about, right? That's the part where the smarter way to invest the money is not for me to build solar on my house, uh, but for everybody to do it. Or the federal government, if they want to help out, they could subsidize, you know, building uh, solar panels and solar energy for everybody. They do a little bit. I think it's like they give you like a 10% discount or something, something weird like that. But, but like, let's heavily subsidize it, right? Make it so it's it's stupid if you don't get it. And that that energy could feed the power grid or supplement the power grid. So maybe it adds 10% more, you know, power to the to the grid. And so it doesn't go down or it, we don't get it right up to the red line the way we did this time. Um, I don't know. Right. Now, what about the people who are saying they received like outrageous bills already for their electricity? From what I heard, and I didn't read about this myself, this is like way third hand or whatever. Um, these were individuals who maybe were getting their electricity through like private companies where they've entered deals wherein their rates are like next to nothing, but it's all like demand based. And so once the demand goes up, yeah, it, I know you pay uh, for it. A, a few people like that listen to the show either live in San Antonio and so they get their power from like city public service, which is the thing. Um, like a, it's a government city owned you know, uh, uh, company. Uh, but we lived in Dallas, and I know a few people that listen to the show live in Dallas or have lived in Dallas. Um, and there are a lot of energy companies there, right? Like, um, I don't know exactly how they all work, but um, one of those companies is, like, they basically they sell it to you wholesale instead of retail, right? Same kind of way. Yeah. Those companies were the ones that were like, now you owe $8,000 for the bill. It was because that because the rates were tied to, like, basically the going rate of power production. Right. Um, and so it spiked, so your your rate spiked. They anticipated this and said, please get somebody else because you're going to get reamed. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be ridiculous. They who? The company. The actual, they, they sent out notices to everybody saying, you're going to pay Leave us. amounts. Please get another power company now. And, you know, some people didn't, some people did, whatever. But... So they had power. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, when when uh, you're shuttling around in the dark and it's, you know, 35 degrees in your house, I think you're like, you know what? I will pay $8,000 for uh, it. I'm warm, for the heat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the point that guy made is that, like, you know, we're always looking for the cheaper, cheapest option. We want it cheaper now. And part of that means that we're, we created a system um that means that we're vulnerable for this to this kind of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of what like uh, was it uh, former Governor Rick Perry was saying when he was like, you know, Texans will happily go without some power for a couple of days just so they can, uh, you know, they don't want to be in the federally regulated electric system. That's basic. He's basically right, but you know, that was an asshole way to say it. <laughs> yeah, we we basically said. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with ourselves because um, we think we can handle it best. Um, I always say, like, that's fine. 
if we want if we say that we could do that we don't need to necessarily be hooked up to the national grid um but we have to manage it better it looks like we didn't manage it very well um you know there's a lot of talk about ERCOT and the was it PUR the public utility regulation company you know this this happens also everybody just learns about an aspect of government that you had no idea existed and when it breaks you know what I mean what it seems like, and you know, I'm not, I'm nowhere near the the guy that's well versed in all of this stuff. What it seems like is like it was fine, nobody really cared, and so you can kind of skate by. But when it broke, now everybody's looking at it and say, "You guys were not really doing a great job the whole time." Typical, right? Yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, you know, I work in software development. When something breaks, everybody's like, "Hey." Who's responsible for yeah, this? And nobody like, oh, cares until they have to, and then suddenly you've been you, doing a terrible see, job. You see the guy scrambling. Oh uh, yeah, the documentation says uh, we we did it right. I think it happens everywhere. So I, I'm unsurprised by all that. I think what um, what I read in the last year was that book about uh, it, it was about like airline disasters, and I forget the name of the book, but it's great. Uh, I'll link it later in the show notes or something. Where it talks about finding root, like root cause analysis for all these kinds of things, what happens is that people look for somebody to blame and say it was that guy, that guy messed up, right? And that's kind of what we're doing, saying saws. How come you didn't see this happening coming, or or you know CPS or whoever in Texas? Why didn't you see this happen? ERCOT, what were you thinking? What in the act, in actuality is like a lot of people. Um, it's like systems pushing against each other, right? I think the the guy gives a classic example of of uh, like maintenance guys uh, being unsafe, right? To get something done in an airline situation, and um, you know you're like, hey, we do all these safety trainings. We say safety's number one. You may have heard this in like whatever company you work for, safety's number one or security's number one, except when it isn't, right? I, I worked in a place one time when they were like. Hey, we care about our security. This is a thing. Don't blah blah blah. Somebody didn't have a password, or the the account got locked out. They're like, just ask the your the person next to you for the password. Like, doesn't that violate all kinds of security? They're like, get it done. We need to get these things done. So you have yeah, security is important, and according to your basically contract for working here, this is a fireable offense if you violate it. But also your boss is leaning on you and saying, get it done or you're fired. So which one do you believe or do you, you know, take action on? Um, you know, you have, we have as it, systems where we're saying we want the cheapest, we want the cheapest. And then also we want, you know, well thought out disaster recovery plans that are implemented and, in, 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 you know, demonstrated to, to work can't really have it because we don't have any money to invest in these disaster planning things we don't have the redundancy uh to support it we don't have the system that can handle was it like one de- degree outside the their the was it worst case scenario planning but i think they said it was like thirty six thousand watts i'm making this number up <laughs> and it was like 38 the point is that it was outside the number they picked five and it was six you know what i mean right yeah so what are you gonna do they tried their best (laughs) (laughs) i mean so don't be surprised like next month right everybody's like i don't want my water my electricity bill to go up it better not go up uh cool but what if like over the next year your rates go up ten dollars 
$15, $20. Are you going to be freaking out? Are you going to say, man, what's going Somebody on? Somebody will. We want them to fix it, it but will. we yeah. don't want to pay for that. Yeah. Uh, so what did you learn last week? Anything other than how all of that works? But <laughs> what, what did the experience teach you? Anything you didn't already know? Um, I mean, outside of like, hey, I probably should get a jug of water and have it ready to go. Or yeah. make sure we have low flow toilets. Like our, our house is fine. And we actually bought new toilets recently no yeah yeah i think you know we were talking about this is this is an aside uh whenever we buy a new place i think we're gonna carve out some money we're we're just gonna buy new toilets i think i'm gonna have a new toilet everywhere i live every time that's gonna be my new extravagance you know and this is how you know i'm old because also also, (laughs) you know we play the game where you're like um hey wait what would you if you won the lottery right now what's the first thing you buy um, and I think I said today I'd buy a, a minivan, you know, so you could see how I'm trending because I'm so old. old. Yeah. Such you got a like dad. 18 year old me. Uh, I'd be like, what are you even talking about? But I mean, top of the line <laughs> minivan. Yeah, man. <laughs> and toilets. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what did I learn about? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what there was to learn. There's a lot of mental exhaustion in, in driving across icy roads and making sure uh, the kids are warmed up and don't slip on ice. It's a lot of that. Yeah, I think that was the most surprising thing for me this week was realizing how hard it was going to be to recover from last week mentally. Just... I didn't know how tired I was, even though, you know, we had a warm place to stay. We were sleeping mostly fine. But there was just like that nagging worry and that feeling of displacement throughout the week. It just kind of like things are not right. And you kind of be got to be a little bit more alert and you're just kind of off your game. And then uh, the toilet thing, for sure. (laughs) Like, that's a lot of water. (laughs) to flush a toilet also snow melts down to like nothing guys yeah we crazy uh, we packed up a bunch of snow put it in the bathtub ready to use it once it melted into uh you know it turned into like a tablespoon of dirty water this was a mountain of snow (laughs) and now i have enough i have a leaf (laughs) with a drop of water on it i didn't know yeah uh there's that and then uh and then the other, on a more serious note, I guess, the the early warning signs of hypothermia. Um, I didn't realize how quickly and quietly they can show up in people, like kids. And that's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I was reading, you know, you read some of the, the aftermath stories where, you know, people are dying, like, you know, in their homes or whatever. I can understand a lot of it. Like, I noticed there was a lot of stories where they're like, they're knocking on people's door, especially like uh, public housing, saying, pack up. We're going to take you to, you know, wherever. It's a warming station. And a lot of people were reluctant to leave their homes. Um, you know, we, like I said, having packed up, to your point there, and then left and staying away. Even as family, right? You know, we, we were comfortable there, but it's a little uncomfortable. And, you know, I can understand what people are like, nah, I'd just rather stay in my own home. Uh, even though it doesn't make sense. I get it, right? Yeah. Like, they were taking people in at the convention center here. Yeah. And I was like, 
in the back of my head thank goodness we don't need to go there because yeah. it would be hard to go if we needed to yeah i mean yeah it was it was hard to pack up and go to family's house we had the dog everybody's going that's a whole ordeal yeah. like <laughs> we we have like go bags sort of ready like we kind of know like i'll grab these but i mean just little things around i was like i didn't pack enough like underwear you know what i mean just and then that's normally not a big deal, right? You're like, ah, well. More chonies. <laughs> that's fine. I'll just grab some more at the Target, or I'll just wash the ones they have. Yeah. But no, you can't wash anything. Also, uh-uh, no water. Can't drive to Target. I'm like, <laughs> uh-uh, not safe. <laughs> I turn those inside out. Yeah. So then, <laughs> so I was like, all right. Uh, when you know, we, like I said, we made the water run. The thing I made sure to do was grab some extra chones. You know, priorities. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was like, you know, we're gonna enter day two, and I need to make sure that I'm I'm doing it in fresh, fresh chones. <laughs> if I'm gonna freeze, it's gonna be in fresh. I'm like, well, you had the fresh, fresh ones on. Um, yeah, so I, you know, you're talking about early warning signs of hypothermia. Uh, our kid kicks off her, uh, the blanket in the night. I think she was cold, so when we t- we went outside for like five minutes. Hey, look at the yeah, snow. Let's quick. go back in and eat breakfast and get warm. In that five minutes, she was like kind of freaking out like she'd like started and that was with you know socks and boots and double pants and yeah shirts long sleeves sweater big puffy jacket like we weren't underprepared with winter weather yeah. clothes um really but even with all of that yeah and then like so we were kind of wondering about it um because we were inside in like three what was that seven blankets we counted that we had yeah Seven. Seven blankets. We're all in bed. We're like all cozy. Going to read some stories right at 10 a.m. or whatever. And the kid was like a little bit like her hands were icy cold. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what the hell's going on? So we added another layer to her. And then I handed out blankets. They were dipped in. And everybody gets an individual blanket. Do not leave your blanket. Plus the layer of yeah. seven. Yeah. It's weird dad rules that you have. Like, look, rule is. If I see you without your blanket, you can get a whooping, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, wrap yourself up in this blanket. Um, yeah, it, it can come on, and we, I, I was reading about it, like, later on the next day after we made the trip. Uh, the evacuation, um, it's like, it can happen fast, right? Uh, you don't notice Before it, you realize especially that that's kids, what it is. Because kids are they're stupid, and <laughs> they don't know that they're cold. Yeah, so they're going about their business, they're playing, they're just, you know, not quite uh, with it as they normally are uh which you you could chalk up to any kind of normal kidness that you witness on any given day um but yeah the the, those other things start to show up nausea is hard to identify any kid until they throw up yeah oh you don't feel good i had no idea see and it could be that or it could be because they were spinning around and made themselves sick yeah or eat something strange like <laughs> I told you not to eat that. Yeah, that always reminds me of uh, when I was a kid and I was playing outside. It was like summer, San Antonio. It was like 100 degrees or something like that. And I remember feeling dizzy and nauseous, and I had a headache and like just you know I couldn't look anywhere. Turns out I had heat stroke. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't know that. <laughs> I was just like, I can't play more, guys. Uh, my head I hurts. See spots. Yeah. <laughs> This My brain hurts. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I was a stupid cat. I didn't know what was going on. Should have sat down and drank a cold drink, you know. 
work yeah. it. It reminds me of, I remember the first time I got heartburn when I was a kid. <laughs> and I thought I was dying. I remember laying on the floor in the hallway in my house and like nobody cared. <laughs> People were like stepping over me and I'm like holding my chest like I'm going to going off to georgia <laughs> uh yeah so i mean people don't pay attention to kids you yeah could I be mean, serious could be not kids are crazy because kids you're like what's going on i may or may not have been a melodramatic kid so uh Judging yeah about your kids now i believe it no one they're like oh no you heard me what's no going on they're like oh we're just playing to me yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah yeah i think that hypothermia can kill i and obviously Obviously, anybody who who actually died or is hurt or lost somebody in this whole thing, um, you know, what, what am I gonna say? Oh, it sucks, bro. Uh, yeah, it, it's awful, and um, uh, I think those are the things. Those are the reasons why when people are like, "Well, you just got to spend a little bit more in taxes or like in fees and rates." So that way they can invest. So that way those people don't die. Right? It's real easy to get real selfish about it. I like to joke that I'm never more Republican until uh, until it becomes tax time. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, what are we giving all these taxes uh, to? You know? <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's for those kinds of things, right? That's why it's important. It's so the people that don't have or or uh, you know like or can't work or you know just like. People that that have they're most vulnerable, so they can have the services, so that way we can keep the power running, so they at least can be warm, right? Doing it for those people, uh, so maybe don't. Which could easily be you. Yeah, I mean, you know, at any point, in time. quirk of circumstance, it could be you. It might, might will, might will be you. You know what I mean? Mm. Probably will be you. So radiators. <laughs> yeah. So I I read a, a few things. Um, it was like an article, and it linked to a couple articles, and I'll put these in the show notes. Everybody can take a look at it. Down um, a rabbit hole of article links. Yeah, I mean, you know. Somebody, As you do. Somebody links to something, you read it, and you link to something else, you read that. Do you? I don't know. You're speaking for yourself here. <laughs> like a link? No, thank you. <laughs> Extra links? No. Oh, hell no. I've done my quota. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... It, it was talking about, uh, it was an article in the Atlantic, it was talking about like ventilation and how we're just sort of like rediscovering that, uh, you know, like, hey, you know. The concept of ventilation. <laughs> so going back to like the, the flu of 1918, right? Our, our were we there earlier? <laughs> <laughs> we're going back well, to so that a, flu of 1918? So like 1918, there was the, the Spanish flu, right? It killed a lot of people. Our understanding of you know science and the human body and everything was not as sophisticated or are full as it is now, right? And one of the things people suspected, they're like, I think it's bad air, just bad air. We need good air. We need good airflow in here. Uh, let's make that happen. And so they were designing buildings like apparently like Westminster Abbey uh, was designed with this in mind. Um, you know, a lot of old timey buildings around that time were designed to maximize airflow. And, um, you know, designed to leave windows open. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So that linked to, like, radiators and stuff. Say, have you ever lived in New York when they were, uh, is it like 90% of New York was built between 1910 and 1930 or something like that? Crazy. And so they all were built during this time when this was a thing. And apparently people were like, yeah, 
if you ever lived in one of these buildings, you know that the radiator is so hot that you open a window in the winter because you're like, it's so hot in here that I'm going to open the window even though it's 40 degrees outside because it's overpowering. Well, that's what it was designed for. It was designed so they for... did that on purpose? Yeah, they were like, hey, everybody knows you need to have good ventilation, so you want to have a window open. Um, so we need a radiator that's powerful enough to warm your home while the window is open in the dead of winter. So it's supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and um, you know, we, we kind of, we're sort of rediscovering like these benefits here because of COVID, because it's, um, it's an airborne thing and, you know, we're staying six feet apart. Safer doing things outdoors. Yeah, a space is well ventilated. Yeah. If you went and talked to somebody from 1918 and said, yeah, these are the things we're thinking about doing. They're like, yeah, open a window. Why are you not opening windows? Uh, and something you and I talked about, um, like, I think, what were we watching? The uh, Meet Me in St. Louis or something like that, which is like set back then in 1910 or something like that. Yeah. And I don't recall what scene would. Well. We were talking about how like they had that big old house and they had all the windows open and people were just sitting outside like looking at them. Yeah. Yeah. And how older houses were designed for you to, you know. To do that. Yeah. They're thinking, hey, it's going to get hot, so you're going to open windows, so let's make it easy to open windows. They're just designed to be open and have airflow. Nowadays, your windows are designed to be closed pretty much. Nobody opens a window. Like if somebody opens a window, like, what are you doing? We got the AC going. Do not open a window. Um, add to that fact that like our houses are just better built now, that everything's sealed up. We need more airflow. Yeah. So you and I were talking about that. Uh, it's more imperative now and like uh, in this time of COVID when, you know, you need more breathing space. I think uh, we got a lift because we had to go pick up our car, uh, like a lift app. And so we got Lift with a Y. Double mask immediately rolling down the window so we can breathe and make sure we don't get any uh, COVID from the driver. Very talkative driver also. Um, anyway, there you go. It's scary time for ride sharing. Uh, I mean, I've, we've successfully avoided it for, what, a year? Yeah. We had to get, because that's the other thing too, right? We're thinking about Snowmageddon killed our car. Yeah, almost. the car was like, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. And we're like, we're gonna break down on the middle of the road, icy road somewhere, uh, with all the kids and you know whatever. That's we have to take very calculated risks um, here, and we can do. It sucked. We had to get the car fixed, and we had to take a lift to go check on it. That's basically what I was getting at. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Radiators designed to have your windows open. And ventilating the lift is <laughs> is what you were also talking about. Yeah, ventilate your lift. Yeah. Do you open your uh, windows more? Do you think about it ever since we talked about that? Think about opening your windows? Yeah, I do. I mean, but the thing that sucks about it, and it's probably just part of our devolution, <laughs> is our, our allergies are so bad now. Like, not just our family, but... Like a lot of people in San Antonio, I know, suffer from really bad seasonal allergies. And so sometimes, even though the weather feels amazing and you want to invite it into your home, you don't want the pollen to come in with it because then you're just walking around the house miserable and you can't breathe and you're sneezing. So um, I don't know what to do about that. We kind of suck. 
Yeah, there's two things I read about that um, that reminded me of that kind of way of thinking. How we're just we're just kind of devolving a little bit. One was uh, they analyzed some some Neanderthal poop. You know, fun. Let me get some of this poop. And see but they went really to college so they could do that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the whole idea is like, well, let's let's get an idea of their diet, right? Because everybody suspects, right? They're doing this paleo diet. They're just you know, chewing on uh, meat all the time. They're like, no, actually, their diet is pretty much like us. And um, I think they were saying they were looking at their their uh, gut biome, right? The the microbes in their gut. Yeah. And they suspect that they were better able to. Um, well, they had Digest more more of the like yeah more of the bacteria that allowed them to digest a certain kind of fiber that that we don't have and they suspect that maybe that's the cause of like a lot of people's autoimmune and and, and inflammation issues autoimmune diseases not having the right gut bacteria yeah for fiber whatever it was but yeah for something for something basically you can't break it down the way your the neanderthals could right and then you know that's maybe one difference this makes sense it's the same thing with like lactose intolerance right like people who um whose ancestors come from certain certain parts of the world like non-european countries aren't made to eat all that dairy yeah i'm I'm writing down biome yeah right bubble guts and (laughs) ventilation radiators yes uh, what else was I gonna say? So that that one thing, right? Uh, you said devolution there. Uh, the other thing is that we're a little sexist in our planting of trees. It turns out. Um, you know, you mentioned all that pollen. Yeah. Did you know that trees could be like male or female? They never told me. Yeah. So, um, like the ones that shoot out pollen, those are all dude trees. You know. Typical. Yeah. And seeding. The there's world. too many of them. They're all shooting it out at you. That's why there's so much pollen. If they and it was like literally they were they said we don't want the female ones because blah blah blah. But if there were more, they would be absorbing. So it's their man dust we're walking yes. through. Yes, it's lovely. So there you go. It's because there was sexism in in that. Sexism's everywhere. It is. Uh, it's making you sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Sexism has my allergies flaring up. Damn you, male gaze. I don't know. Uh, so that's about it. That was Snowmageddon. Hopefully we have Dell back next week. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, we'll get back to the regularly scheduled, you know, programming. Uh, a note on that. Like, our original plan was to do six episodes, take, take two weeks off. Uh, I still think that is the plan where we're going to... We're not going to count this one. We're just going to like scoot it down some. Still take two weeks off. Um, but we'll let you know if actually we, if we change that or anything. Um, yeah, but the, the whole idea is to keep it fresh so we're not burnt out, you know? That's one thing. Learning from the past. Yes. So we're not just it, we're not grinding out episodes every week even though they suck or something like that. Um, so just FYI. In so case we, like, we need rest too, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe next week if Dell joins us, we can talk about how I discovered... I may be Canadian at heart, <laughs> and that's kind of scary. I don't know what that means. And I'll tell you why oh, next week. Teasing Canadian Gina. I'm writing it. <laughs> K 
Canadian. Just put a little maple leaf to remind yourself. That's exactly what I did. (laughs) Maple leaf, question mark. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can subscribe uh, on the site. Uh, I use Pocket Cast. You can use Pocket Casts. Uh, We're also an iTunes store. You can do it that way. It's on Google Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, you can find it, except for Spotify, because I don't like Spotify. Uh, Yeah, I I just don't like it. And, uh, you know, you'll be all right. You can you can listen to the show on the site, derangedpenguin.com, P-E-N-G-W-I-N. That's how you spell penguin in this part of the world. Maybe that's why we, uh, you know, blew out our grid. Perhaps. And that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are done. <laughs> this is life. He was quite deranged He had his opinions And I thought, well this is awfully strange Why do you force your penguin opinions on me? And he said, I'm not talking to you We're not here And I said, oh yeah Penguin knows what's up That's what you'd say to somebody that's crazy But also the same thing you'd say If you realized That the penguin wasn't deranged And that the government's just a bunch of lies And old man telling Adam and Gina Have got some fucking things to say about it but then that deranged penguin got up in front of congress and he filibustered oh yeah just filibustered for hours oh he filibustered i love this terrible podcast